I'm only human after all And you're only human after all Don't put the blame on me Welcome to Ponder Exchange, a podcast about Christian faith and armed service hosted by me, Brother Logan Isaac. First Formation is spiritual exercise for high church lowlifes looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join us every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 119, verses 161 to 168. Princes persecute me without cause, but my heart stands in awe of your words. I rejoice at your word like the one who finds great spoil. I hate and abhor falsehood, but I love your law. Seven times a day I praise you for your righteous ordinances. Great peace of those who love your law. Nothing can make them stumble. I hope for your salvation, O Lord, and I fulfill your commandments. My soul keeps your decrees. I love them exceedingly. I keep your precepts and decrees, for all my ways are before you. 1 Kings chapter 21, verses 1-16 through 16. Later, the following events took place. Naboth the Jezreelite had a vineyard in Jezreel beside the palace of King Ahab of Samaria. And Ahab said to Naboth, Give me your vineyard so that I may have it for a vegetable garden, because it is near my house. I'll give you a better vineyard for it, or, if it seems good to you, I'll give you its value in money. But Naboth said to Ahab, The Lord forbid that I should give you my ancestral inheritance. Ahab went home resentful and sullen because of what Naboth the Jezreelite had said to him. For he had said, I will not give you my ancestral inheritance. He lay down on his bed, turned away his face, and would not eat. His wife, Jezebel, came to him and said, Why are you so depressed that you will not eat? He said to her, Because I spoke to Naboth the Jezreelite, and and said to him, Give me your vineyard for money, or else, if you prefer, I'll give you another vineyard for it. But he answered, I will not give you my vineyard. His wife, Jezebel, said to him, Do you now govern Israel? Get up, eat some food, and be cheerful. I'll give you the vineyard of Naboth, the Jezreelite. So she wrote letters in Ahab's name and sealed them with his seal. She sent the letters to the elders and nobles who lived with Naboth and his city. She wrote in the letters, Proclaim a fast and seat Naboth at the head of the assembly. Seat two scoundrels opposite him and have them bring a charge against him, saying, You have cursed God and the king. Then take, a- take him out and stone him to death. The men of his city, the elders and the nobles who lived in his city, did as Jezebel had sent word to them, just as it was written in the letters that she had sent to them. They proclaimed a fast and seated Naboth at the head of the assembly. The two scoundrels came in and sat opposite him, and the scoundrels brought charges against Naboth in the presence of the people, saying, Naboth cursed God and the king. So they took him outside the city and stoned him to death. Then they sent to Jezebel, saying, Naboth has been stoned. He's dead. As soon as Jezebel heard that Naboth had been stoned and was dead, Jezebel said to Ahab, Go, take possession of the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite, which she refused to give you for money, for Naboth is not alive but dead. As soon as Ahab heard that Naboth was dead, Ahab set 
set out to go down to the vineyard of Naboth, the Jezreelite, to take possession of it. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 9 through 12. Now concerning love of the brothers and sisters, you do not need to have anyone write to you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love one another. And indeed, you do, you do love all the brothers and sisters through Macedonia. But we urge you, beloved, to do so more and more, to aspire to live quietly, to mind your own affairs, and to work with your hands as we directed you, so that you may, ha- you may behave properly toward outsiders and be dependent on no one. morning and welcome to the fifth Monday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from the Appalachian Abbey in Knoxville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 119 um, verses 161-168. For those of you that know or don't know Psalm 119, it's a very long psalm, basically its own book. Uh, and then we also have a reading from 1 Kings 21 and 1 Thessalonians 4. And the First Kings reading follows um, Jezebel, um, who is this kind of infamous character who does a number of different things. I hadn't read the part about uh, Naboth before, but essentially what happens is that Naboth, who's an Israelite, uh, has a vineyard that is adjacent to the king's palace. And it's his ancestral homeland, and he's been told by God, apparently, um, that uh, he isn't to give his ancestral inheritance to anybody. When he mentions ancestral inheritance, what he's talking about is the allocation of land, or as early as you can trace it, the allocation of land by Joshua um, back in Joshua, in the book of Joshua. Um, and at the time, they had successfully... Um, conquered the land and driven people out or intermarried or, you know, a bunch of different scenarios, actually. Um, but once, the, once they were done, Joshua sets about uh, divvying out all the land according to the size of each tribe, and everybody had an equitable portion. I don't know if it was equal, but um, if you had a large family, you had a larger portion. And that is each Israelite's ancestral inheritance, the land that God promised to Abraham, which was split amongst them um, uh, by Joshua after wandering in the wilderness for 40 years with Moses. Um, and so this is not some, you know, kind of, uh, you know, trivial thing. Um, but kings, as kings often do, um, don't really consider things like that as important um, or there's other things that they kind of use to justify wanting more than they should have. Um, and sometimes it's malicious, as in the case with Jezebel, and sometimes it's just ignorant. Um, for example, Solomon, uh, who built the, the second temple, um, he, uh, and the third? I can't remember. No, I don't think so. Second temple, third is, doesn't exist. Um, he built the temple, and then he built his palace. And his palace, if you look in the measurements and everything in the Old Testament, his palace was two or three times larger than uh, the palace or the 
the temple where God resides. Um, in the uh, in the case of Naboth and Ahab, Ahab sees this garden and this vineyard, and he wants to make a vegetable garden out of it. I mean, it's this trivial little thing. Um, and Naboth tells him, no, God told me not to give anybody my ancestral her- inheritance. And you could argue that each Israelite was told something like that, and maybe that's what Naboth is saying. Or maybe Naboth really had heard from God or had a vision where God told him specifically, don't give away your your ancestral inheritance, what, what was given to you in the time of Joshua. Um, and Jezebel goes about... Um, acquiring this land through unjust means and um, manages to get Naboth stoned to death under false accusations, which would have affected not just his land, but you know, his land then was taken from his family. If he had children, um, it would have been, they would have been uh, poverty-stricken because they wouldn't have had land to make food uh, or rent out or, or anything. And so this really trivial matter of the king wanting a vegetable garden um, conceals a much larger matter of justice you know regardless of whether or not God said to Naboth and that was important um, the the simplicity and triviality of you know I want and therefore I shall have which at first at least wasn't really a king's prerogative he gave up when Naboth said no but the queen, Jezebel, um, who's infamous for a number of different kind of things like this, she goes about trying to, you know, satisfy her husband by doing this incredibly horrible thing. Um, destroys a family um, just to get a vegetable garden for her husband. Um, and the the New Testament reading from Thessalonians reminds us not just that we are. Uh, to love our brothers and sisters, um, but, and I, I really love this line, I'm not sure why it was included, but um, to aspire to work with your hands as, as we, being Paul and Timothy and Silas and everybody else, as we directed you, um, so that you may behave properly toward outsiders and be dependent on no one. But what, what uh, jumps out to me is this working with your hands. It's this very... Um, Jeffersonian libertarian thing Um, but working with your hands that's clearly what Naboth was doing and that's what the king we can assume wanted to do just not growing grapes but vegetables Um, but that can be perverted if you aren't able or are not willing to love your brothers and sisters um, and love those around you as God taught us um so it's it's tragic how how little the the passage gives us in terms of this injustice that's been done. Um, you know, it's kind of it's implied, um, but it's hidden right there for us to to see um, and to contrast it with this really straightforward, simple passage of you know, love your brothers and sisters just like God taught us. Um, but also to work with your hands and be independent heightens this tension between Naboth and King Ahab and, and frankly, Jezebel um, to show us you know, the, the kind of behavior that we are not to engage in. 
this kind of, you know, uh, I was going to say academic word, banal, but the simplicity, the like unthinkingness of Jezebel's injustice um, just really drives home how how these things can have repercussions and they, at the very base level, they violate the command to love one another um, and to not depend on others for for very much. A prayer for social justice from the Book of Common Prayer. Grant, O God, that your holy and life-giving spirit may so move every human heart, especially the hearts of the people of this land, that barriers which divide us may crumble, suspicions disappear, and hatred cease, that our divisions being healed, we may live in justice and peace. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.